From the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. Boris Johnson tried to take Route 1 to get his deal through Parliament. Instead, he was sent on a detour. People who really want to remain and people who really want to leave are hyper-energised right now because we are reaching the end game. The stakes are really high. The pressure is on. Londoner editor Aisha Hazarika on why we think the PM may have to change his direction again, if not his destination. Also, Harangay Borough Chairman Aki Akila was very proud of his players. Uh, he said he supported them 100% for walking off the pitch in the face of alleged racist abuse on Saturday. And he also said he'd come full circle, previously thinking that players should play on. Football correspondent Dan Kilpatrick on the game's response after an FA Cup match is abandoned due to alleged racism. And... The Prime Minister is not the only one being forced to take detours, but there could be a solution for drivers missing the Hammersmith Bridge. A temporary crossing is being proposed, and we think it's an idea worth floating. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, Aisha Hazarika on Brexit and a mysterious figure in a beanie hat spotted in the People's Vote rally at the weekend. Was it really him? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Boris Johnson once said, I'd rather be dead in a ditch. Then ask Brussels for a Brexit extension, and yet that very letter was dispatched at the weekend, unsigned photocopy or not. There may not be any photo calls of the PM near ditches for a while, but if he has a hard hat for just such an occasion, and every politician does love a hard hat, he may want to keep it close. He's been battling in Parliament again today, and MPs on both sides of Brexit aren't so much digging ditches as trenches. There is no easy route for Mr Johnson to get what he wants, as the Evening Standard's editorial column argues. The Prime Minister crashed into the House of Commons on Saturday and came off dented. He'll probably crash into it several more times this week. It won't stop him driving on, but at some point he might have to adjust his route, if not his destination. Four things are clear. The first is that the Prime Minister wasn't prepared to break the law. He has asked for an extension on Britain's EU membership 
and will get it. From that flows a second fact. The UK may not leave the EU on October 31st, and it definitely won't leave on that date without a deal. The third thing that's clear is the reason he had to shift. Today's motion is in substance the same as Saturday's motion, and the House has decided the matter. Today's circumstances are in substance the same as Saturday's circumstances. My ruling is therefore that the motion will not be debated today as it would be repetitive and disorderly to do so. Parliament is still in control. The hyped-up Super Saturday wasn't a damp squib, as some say. It was a success. MPs showed that the constitution is working. Which leaves a fourth thing we've learnt. Boris Johnson wants a deal. And then a general election. In that order. Part of Super Saturday was a march held by the People's Vote campaign with a rally that our Londoner editor Aisha Hazarika compared. Aisha, the campaign says there were a million people there, so it's hard to pull out a face from that sort of crowd. But there are rumours swirling that there may have been an unexpected figure amongst them. Well, we are running a wee piece in the diary um, today, the Londoner. Um, we have reports that a certain Dominic Cummings was spotted lurking in the crowd wearing a beanie hat, apparently. A beanie so, hat. A beanie hat. You know, I don't know what's more shocking, that Dominic Cummings was there or the beanie hat, quite frankly. Um, but I wouldn't surprise me if he had been around because he may well have been, you know, travelling between Number 10 and um, the House of Commons. He may well have wanted to come out and sort of see what the atmosphere was like. But certainly backstage, it was very, very cross-party. We had um, politicians from from all different political parties, part of the Brexit party, obviously. And, um, you know, we had people from all the nations and and regions. um, And, you know, we had a good sort of spread of people. It was quite interesting. At one point backstage, and there was sort of Dominic Gree talking to Alistair Campbell, talking to Michael Heseltine, who had a nice hoodie on. I was thinking, oh, today is the day to hug a hoodie. It really is. <laughs> Interesting fashion choices, beanies, beanies and hoodies. What, what, what do the people in politics wear when they're not, <laughs> when they're not, not in Parliament itself? Um, was there a feeling that it could make any difference whatsoever? Well, I think on the morning of the march and the night before, there was a feeling of despondency that um, Boris Johnson's vote would have gone through. I certainly felt that. In fact, I sort of tweeted something saying, I think tomorrow's going to be awful. And when that Oliver Letwin vote was passed, that critical Oliver Letwin vote, which kind of meant that the rest of the day was sort of null and void, that was a really big moment because I think a lot of people in the crowd, a lot of people backstage myself, I didn't think that was going to pass. I thought that actually a lot of Labour MPs would end up voting against it. So when that passed, that was a really dramatic, surprising moment. I mean, the roar was incredible. So everyone's spirits rocketed after that and there was a feeling of of great sort of euphoria. But the important thing is, and I did say this at the end of the the rally, is that, you know, okay, today was another big milestone but the fight goes on and really what's going to play out over the next 72 hours in Parliament is going to be absolutely critical. I know we have this conversation (laughs) all the time, but it really is. And I think, um, you know, there is every chance that the legislation could get through um, this week. And I think it's also important to sort of say that the 
People are saying that the Oliver Letwin amendment was just trying to sort of delay everything. It it wasn't. It was kind of trying to make sure that we didn't end up falling out um, with no deal and it's to make sure that everything has sort of proper um, scrutiny. But it does feel the tension is very, very high again. It is very, very high. Is the fatigue, does all of this constant voting, constant amendments, constant bills and, you know, the things that Dominic Cummings does, leaking things to the press, is that kind of bearing down on the People's Vote campaign and those people who want to stay in the EU, is it making them tired? I think there is an undeniable psychological fatigue to the situation because it does feel like, you know, we've been involved in battle for three, well, Oh, well over three years now, and that is exhausting. And certainly the the emotional roller coaster, you know, it's deadline, it's high drama, it's delay, it's you know, so all of that definitely is exhausting. I think not just on the Remain side, but I think on the Leave side as well. But I think because the stakes are so high that I think Saturday's events have probably given people a bit of a shot in in the arm. I think the way politics is is playing out on this. People who really want to remain and people who really want to leave are hyper-energised right now because we are reaching the end game. The stakes are really high. The pressure is on. I do think there's a big group of people in the middle who are probably more gentle leavers or remainers and a lot of the public who just don't care. I think they are probably the most fatigued. So there is some truth in that. And of course, the message, the sort of meta message that Dominic Cummings and Boris Johnson are pumping out is, you know, get Brexit done. But of course, even if legislation is passed this week, even if a deal is passed this week, it's not the end. It's the beginning of a very, very lengthy process. Um, and all the, the really nitty gritty stuff about what kind of trading arrangements we're going to have, what sort of free trade agreement um, we're going to have. And of course, as well, you know, there's a big question which we have discussed before. Um, what are the consequences going to be for not just the European Union, but the United Kingdom, the union right here? Next. We are Gay fans got behind their team after their FA Cup match was abandoned due to alleged racist abuse. The standard says the club was right to walk off. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Two men have been arrested after an FA Cup qualifying match was abandoned over alleged racist abuse. Harringay Borough walked off the park amid claims their goalkeeper was being spat at and had missiles thrown at him. The incident made the standards editorial column. Just because it didn't involve big teams and just because it allegedly came from a small number of people doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Harringay's players were right to walk off the pitch in the 64th minute and the team is right to ask for the match to be replayed without any Yeovil Town supporters there. 
Most fans were horrified by what happened and applauded Haringey's borough's decision. But football needs to stamp out racism. The fight has not been won yet. Our football correspondent Dan Kilpatrick's covering the story and he spoke to Haringey's chairman this morning. Haringey Borough Chairman Aki Akilo was very proud of his players. Uh, he said he supported them 100% for walking off the pitch in the face of alleged racist abuse on Saturday. And he also said he had come full circle, previously thinking that players should play on if they're racially abused, as England did in Bulgaria last week. He said he supported that decision from the England players, but he said he'd changed his mind after seeing the distress his players were in in the changing room after the match was abandoned on Saturday afternoon. He said there was no way they could have played on. They weren't focused on football, so he fully supported their decision to walk off. Uh, He also revealed he had sent a video which he believes proves racial abuse from some of the Yeovil fans to the FA and police. He said his wife had found it on Facebook along with a report that the FA were expecting by this morning which will form a big part of their investigation into the incident. Uh, And Aki Akila also said uh, he was very worried about the future. He said there needs to be some kind of protocol for when this happens at non-league grounds. Obviously, Haringey Borough cannot afford uh, to mass uh, steward their home game. So he said it's very hard to police this kind of uh, incident and it would be helpful if there was a fixed protocol in place uh, just as there is for, for international games as we saw with with England in Bulgaria. I don't know what the FA will decide to do but I suspect the most likely outcome is to replay the game. It would be very difficult for them given the circumstances I think to expel either side so I think we're looking at a, a replay game but obviously very very difficult circumstances for both clubs now. What happens next is unclear and, and I think for Haringey in particular, they found themselves in a difficult position and you know, obviously one that, that they didn't want to be in uh, regardless of um, the, the commendation they've been receiving. Now. A temporary crossing that could be built in three months is being considered to ease the problems caused by the closure of Hammersmith Bridge. Here's why we think it's an intriguing idea. It sounds the obvious answer. Hammersmith Bridge is broken, so build a new one. Engineers Beckett Rankin say a temporary bridge could be built next to the Thames crossing in just three months for only £5 million. It sounds too good to be true. But then West London drivers are used to another temporary route, the narrow steel flyover at the Hogarth roundabout. It was built in a hurry in 1971 to last just a few years. Might a new Hammersmith Bridge work just as well? And that's The Leader. We're back at four tomorrow, but you can get a news update from our audio team at 7am through your smart speaker. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. See you tomorrow. Thank you.